I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, what a mark, MacGuffin! It's a bouncing ball. Couldn't get there. Fantasia still a chance. Looks up, fights the shake and bike, kicks around the body. Outstanding. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is AFL Round 16 wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. I don't know if there's any surprises this week, but Josh, you got a highlight for the weekend past? Uh, always got to be Bobby Knuckles. Bobby Knuckles, wasn't it? Bobby Knuckles, yep. Do you got any idea where he got the nickname Bobby Knuckles? No fucking clue. Yes, I do, actually, because oh, really? I was actually on Twitter... Drunk, drunk tweeting when they first got it, which was when he starched, I think it was Derek Brunson. Um, Not it was, that long ago. It was one of the, I'm pretty sure it was the MMAfighting.com um, correspondent who right. just coined the term on Twitter and then someone got it and it stuck and then everyone sort of followed along, except for Robert Whittaker, who's still going with the Reaper. He's still going with the Reaper, but yeah. uh, <laughs> it'll change pretty soon. He's, he'll get uh, a lot more attention now. And, yeah. Uh, Robbie Whitaker, for those who aren't uh, following along, won the interim welterweight, middleweight? No, middleweight. Middleweight yep. uh, title on the weekend. Yeah. I thought, no excuse for not knowing. It's been everywhere. Yeah. It's been great. But, yeah. um, uh, poor old uh, Jeff Horn from last yeah. week. He's like, <laughs> yeah. he's planning to ride this way for a bit, and just not. Nah, Robbie Whitaker comes along. Yeah. Time of the sun's done, champ. Technically, uh, only Aussie by, well, his dad and adoption. Um, <laughs> he's bought, fi- fighting under our Kiwi. flag. That's all we need. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and top bloke. Um, even a gooder bloke than Hodgie. Well, that's what I was saying on Twitter. Is he's like the Dan Ricardo of mixed martial arts, where everyone loves him. Even if you're not Australian, even if you're not a fan of uh, mixed martial arts in general, he's the one person that you can associate with. Pretty disappointed that no one gave him uh, a shoe and some champagne, though. Yeah. That's gone there. <laughs> Would have been nice. Yeah, Would have been nice to see. I'd, Bisping almost tried to. Well, th- that's very funny because when Bisping got in the ring. Uh, you knew, like he said, you know, I, I was going to talk some shit, and then he, he threw his belt down and yeah. tried to talk some shit. But you know, he wrote that thinking, Yol Romero's yep. going to win. Yeah, mm, sure. And then he went, well, oh, I'm here now, I'm going to go with it. Yeah. Whitaker's perfect. Oh, thanks, bro. Yeah. Okay, done. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'd like, he's, he's not going to get sucked in. He's not going to change. Yeah. It's like, man, this is awesome. I got this belt. Fuck off. I don't care. I was surprised Bisping's music didn't start halfway through <laughs> announcing the championship or something. Because, look, he's got to sell the fight. Yeah, and That's fair play. Been his skill too. He's trying to t- make something out of it. Yeah, because uh, he knows Whitaker's going to take the nice guy out because that's just what he does. And but, look, that's uh, what they yeah. need. They need it in Etihad Stadium. They can break the records for the gate if they keep it reasonably priced. Yeah, say, and all they do is just lean on the Australian uh, uh, US uh, England rivalry. Oh, that's all you do is lean on that. Is this an Ashes year? Yes, it is. Fucking wow! Hell. There you go. Imagine that. Hey, Boxing Day test. Oh, leading yes. into <laughs> leading into December thirtieth. <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah. Yeah, that'll be Fucking perfect. Hell. Um, so, yeah, I already tweeted out the UFC to make it happen at the stadium. You can break some records. You could uh, also build up your, your market share in these both continents because Australia is slowly getting around to the UFC or the mixed martial arts. I, I tell uh, you what, you, you do it that in or around Boxing Day. Yeah. Oh, God, there, there is no doubt they'd sell out Etihad, even yeah. with their exorbitant prices. Yeah. Shit, I better not say that. They'll probably go with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Let's have a look at it. He's um, it's been great following his run since he's gone up yeah. to middleweight. Because um, when he beat <coughs> Uriah Hall, yeah. that was one of the greatest fights I've seen because it was so tense. Yeah, and you can see how he thought it around yeah. it and how good his yeah. um, his coaching punch, his tactics were. Or a but, kick, as it was. You know, in that division, it's been a little bit. People said, you know, Bisping's not really, really a good champ. You know, he st- he caught Luke Rockhold snapping. Yeah. Doesn't matter. There were two monsters in that division, absolute monsters, yep. Romero and Jacare. Yeah, he's beaten them back to back. Yeah, mm. that is phenomenal. That's the greatest thing to happen in that division that doesn't have Anderson Silver in the title. Yeah, and nullified their strengths as well, which is wrestling and jiu-jitsu. Oh, and did it so His takedown well. defense was incredible against Romero. Incredible. Like obviously, you're always going to get caught pinned down at some point, and that's just got to give in. That's because how good Romero once. is. Yeah. He was coached well though, because yeah. he knew Romero's a big motherfucker. Yeah, he knew that that much muscle takes a lot of gas to keep going. And yeah. at the end, uh, Whitaker was gassed, but Romero was R- fucked. Yeah, R- uh, Yo gassed first. Yeah, 
But I think that Riddick just realised, obviously it was coached well, that you just need to rein tight and, and be patient in yep. how you escape those positions. Because as soon as you try and scramble, you're going to give up opportunities for them to be able to advance the position or sink in submissions. Well, it, it did look like the one time he got taken down, he was, hang on, let's get stood up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that was fair enough, because it was halfway through a round in the middle of the octagon. Yeah. He, he tried, but, you know... Yeah. Uh, I think that was round two, didn't, so... Didn't quite work out for I him. I think the no-ego part for him to... really serves him well. Because you yeah. see so many guys go... All right, he's a good striker. I'll outstrike him, or he's a good grappler. I'll grapple him, and just the ego speaks to their tactics. Yep. Whereas Whitaker doesn't seem to have much of an ego. I mean, obviously he's got some. You don't uh, decide to bang with another bloke in a ring yeah. without uh, some level of alpha male super bro confidence. But yeah, he doesn't let it get in the way of winning. But another Ultimate Fighter champion that's gone on. Yeah, and, and I think that, that fighting another Ultimate Fighter champion. Actually. Yeah, didn't, yeah, didn't put that together. And so, yeah, if we can get Bisping versus uh, Whitaker in Eddie Had, I think that would be a massive win for not only uh, mixed martial arts in Australia, but also for the UFC and expanding, just getting people on board uh, and getting that education behind the yeah. casual fan. Yeah, because he, he'll do a lot of press, hopefully, yeah. and you're going to find out, oh, he's not a knucklehead. Yeah. Be, be Bobby first, Knuckles, but... <laughs> yeah, first press conference being Gold Coast, for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, while we remember, Ben, you've got a beer of a week as well. I Since, do. I, I think we've, we've covered off the highlight, haven't we? Well, no, I've got another highlight. Oh, you got another highlight? Well, I've got a lowlight, actually. But first off, I've got my beer of the week, which is actually, we're drinking it right now. It's the Boat Rocker 6. Um, Boat Rocker are an Australian brewery uh, based in Brayside out near Dandenong. But they're, they've been sort of specialising in sour, naturally fermented or spontaneously fermented beers, almost like a European style of sour beer. And they've been killing it. Like, they're one of my favourite breweries in Australia at the moment. And so we've got a very rare release, which is the Boat Rocker 6. Basically, it uses six different Brennanomyces, which is... Almost, uh, it's a, a a funky sort of taste. It's almost like the blue cheese of, of beer, right. where like the, the those that love it and they're those that have got no fucking idea what they're talking about. Yep. Um, so bread almost is basically is like this uh, yeast or this uh, um, you almost call it like a fungus that grows on uh, the skin of of fruit. So when you ferment this uh, beer with yeast, you put it out near a fruit orchard and naturally you'll get the winds blowing the yeast into the beer, which gives it, generally it is actually spoiling the beer. So it's making it, you know, bad. But if you can control it, then it makes it, you know, some unique flavors, same as cheese. So yeah, we've got Boat Rocker 6 who just released this and it was also their Ramjet week. And my beer of the week would have been Ramjet, but uh, the place sold out of it oh. overnight. So yeah, didn't get a chance to put the Ramjet stout in there. <laughs> um, by the way, the beer of the week's getting out there too, I th- I think it might be one of our loyal listeners in Clown Assassin yeah. um, had a go at me. He said, oh, I wouldn't mind trying that. And I said, uh, oh, yeah, you're into some ice cream flavored beer. Went, no, I just like, I hate beer. I like lemon meringue. Yeah, well, <laughs> on, on trust me. And then he corrected me and said, ice cream isn't a flavor. But anyway. He's got a point there. He's got a point. It's not. It's not. And it was like, it was a texture of ice cream and the flavor of a little bit of vanilla. But the lemon meringue one has like a huge lemon punch in it, which is absolutely incredible. So yeah, if you're not a flavor of beer, try these ones. Because you, if you just gave someone a blind tasting, they wouldn't imagine it's the beer. Yeah. They think it's like a nice cocktail or something like that. And your low light you mentioned? Mm. Well, actually, before that, well, I'm no, going to oh. say the, the Boat Rocker 6 bottle, whoever's done the copy for the label has really gone to town. Uh, fermented in French oak barracks for more than 12 months using six different strains of betanomyces. Betanomyces. betanomyces yeah. A young culture of pediococcus. Yeah, this beer no. exhibits fruity esters on the nose with some cleansing acidity on the palate. Now that's just uh, grade seven wank, surely. It is. It is beer wank for this is going to be funky as shit. Yeah. And so if you're not into real funky, smelly stuff, then don't even try it. So yeah, it is really like anything with bread and is or any sort of uh, wild fermentation is the, the blue cheese of beer. Yeah. And yeah, it's a bit of an acquired taste, but yeah, I like that funky shit. It's like the the wine when they talk about there's there's notes of aniseed and... Uh, wild African fruits and stuff and you're like it's fucking great yeah you're like someone peed in the vat let's yeah. be honest <laughs> well, don't get me wrong I think there's a, a brilliant difference between a shitty cask bottle and a great bottle of wine but a cask bottle yeah. cask bottle yeah cask bottle yeah. <laughs> you know cask enclosed yep. cask aged bottle <laughs> but yeah I think you can gild the lily a little yeah so my little of the week was um once again, some poor little Japanese lady had to fight Gabby Garcia. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. holy shit. I know we're sticking to MMA. Actually, how did North do this weekend? No, fuck I mean, that. Hawks? I mean, shit. Richmond, mm. Richmond, crap. Ah, UFC podcast then. <laughs> 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 well, I've got some footy stuff to talk about. Don't worry about that. So anyway, uh, if you haven't had it home enough, if, if you look up Gabby Garcia, even her most recent fight. She-Hulk. An enormous lady who is very good at messing up people in real life. Well, I remember when she was on The Ultimate Fighter. 
um, as, as a, a trainer, as a trainer, yeah, for Wanderlei Silva, <laughs> yes. and Wanderlei is a big motherfucker, yeah, but she made him look fucking <laughs> she tiny, dwarfed, like, yeah. literally, yeah. Taller, she's about like eight inches taller. She's got bigger biceps, bigger thighs, bigger shoulders. Well, yeah, I think she's a legit. We've gone through this before. Thirty kilos heavier than Cyborg. Yeah, yeah. Who's and the, the big lady in the UFC? And they cannot find a fair matchup for her that oh. isn't that is isn't female. Well, that isn't three yeah, little Japanese right wrestlers in an overcoat. Yeah, so it's just these the only people they're going to take on fights in Japan because they love a good freak show. Yeah. So there's got Gabby Garcia versus some poor little Asian lady again. And, um, it's not a grandmother this I, time. Surprisingly enough, I tell you what, give her a credit, the Asian lady won. Yeah, technically, yeah. Technically, she did. It's because Gabby Garcia got disqualified for three soccer kicks to the head. Yeah. yeah she punted the fuck out yeah. of that, too. And there was just nonchalant, which got disqualified, and they told her, you can't soccer kick in the head. She's like, meh, well, I won. <laughs> I'm Brazilian. Yeah. Yeah. 401 and one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won. Can you get laid now? Yeah. Who with? I don't know. I'll find someone on the way out. <laughs> they don't have a choice. No. <laughs> Um, my highlight, <coughs> excuse me, highlight of the week was I actually played some poker last, oh, really? last Friday night. Um, I lost me money, but it was just good, you know, being yep. at the table again and t- telling lies. How'd Donk Duck go? He, he, very well, very well. He was up far more than me. Um, but it was interesting because there was one particular hand, because uh, I was playing with Donk Stunks, if you listen to the gambling podcast, and he, he plays weekly now, yep. um, if not a couple of times a week, whereas I play once every 18 months. Um, there was this one hand where it was a big pot, let's say, I think it was $300 call he had to make. Damn. And I was looking at it, and this other guy who had a lot of chips, and I'm like, Dunk's got the best hand here, by a mile. Yep. I hope he makes this call. And he had to tank and tank and tank, and he made the call, and all he had was like an eight, a pair of eights with a king kicker. You know, yep. It doesn't matter what the board was, but yep. the other guy had fresh air. Yeah. Um, and there was you know, a couple of, maybe one or two cards higher than the eight on the board. So yep. he called with like third pair, and an okay kicker. Yeah. I looked at it and went, wow. You know, and we were talking about it afterwards. I said, that's the difference. You know, I knew you had the best hand. I still wouldn't have called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he goes, yeah, but, you know, it was it was $250 call. That's right, because we were talking about it. And he said, yeah, but that's the difference. You know, it's, I know this is just poker money. I can afford yeah. it. If, if I'm wrong, I don't care. Yeah. Whereas if it was me, if I was wrong, I was like, well, I'm done for the night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting murdered when I get home. Well, but the funny thing was with me, I had, Oh, pocket aces six times on the night yeah, and held up every single time I'm really made, maybe $27 holy shit <laughs> there's no money that's great for pocket aces <laughs> <laughs> but I mean they held up every single time yeah, I fucking hate pocket aces because nah, that's in trips you're always scared I, lo- I loved it though like, um, but there's uh, you see the characters there and um, the old blokes they're yeah. the ones I like because yeah. they're the ones they're talking about their grandkids and they're just having fun Yeah, and then there's the young I'm going to go to the World Series one day yeah. <laughs> so yeah. anyway this one kid he got um, he, again pocket aces it was he got it all in with pocket aces and um, there was an ace king flop the other guy had kings and the board ran out a straight Yeah, so they split it Yeah, and he's going oh well you know all I'm looking for is uh, that's what I said to him, you know, oh, at least you got a story, you know? Uh, yeah. Let's not worry about it. He goes, yeah, well, I'm just looking for positive EV and, you know, those are the spots that we live for. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, well, I don't know what the other guy was calling for. Some other guy had like ace six. Right. And I said, yeah, but they were two suits. So he's got two chances for a flush, doesn't he? <laughs> and he goes, well, anybody would know that uh, the chances of either of those flushes coming out, I'm like, mate, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, you missed it. Don't worry, champ. <laughs> You're beyond it. And he, he stood up, I don't know, 10 minutes later. Yeah. But I just thought, if you can't piss fart around. Yeah. I love right. the poker geniuses. Oh, Jesus. They're the if fucking worst. That's playing with engineers. I didn't bother. Like, why do I talk? So I started talking to thugs and shit. Oh, I love talking to those people. That's, that's what, what I go to a table for, is just throwing those cunts up. Because yeah, you can pick them by the way. Like, it takes two hands. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit like that. Um, but it was a good thing I had uh, the correct seat so I could watch the footy while I was playing. So that's why I was more interested. In. Yeah, it was just a shame that Friday night the crows and the dogs didn't put on much of a show. Um, crows were just too good in the wet. Um, even McGovern taking big marks in the wet—that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. and Bulldogs just couldn't, uh, you know, kick a goal for a lot of the night, so yeah. it doesn't always help. Well, but I mean, up- they never looked like they were running ahead, did they? Oh, they're up there at halftime. Like, uh, it was only inaccuracy really uh, putting them behind up to the half. But then third quarter, Crows just went, nah, fuck that. Oh, second half, they ran away with it. But even, like, I know they were close at um, halftime, but it was still, they were lucky to be close, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They were getting their handball the game shut close. down. Yeah. Well, everyone like, seems to be wise to their handball around the back game now, and they're just putting in a person behind the uh, pack. Um, I did like uh, Luke Beveridge in the post-match. He's just saying, you know, I'm devastated. You know, this is this is shit. It's the worst I've ever seen us, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not... Blaming anybody else, it's it's all of us. You know, it was just good to see. You know, well, you know, things didn't work out. We'll 
take this you know one week at a time we'll do you reckon the mics are off though he's like fuck it still got a flag yeah. Oh, uh, probably probably afterwards, yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't you? All right, boys, get fucked up. It's like we keep saying. It's like I always say, the thing about a premiership hangover is it starts with a premiership. Yep. Libba, you're driving, mate. <laughs> oh, fuck, no, never mind. Actually, did you see Libba's uh, impression of BT on the cameras? I did miss that. Yeah. No. Oh, him, uh, yeah, doing an impression of BT and interviewing uh, Johannesson. It's pretty hilarious. I want him to have his own reality TV show. In fact, we may very well be living in Libba's reality TV show. <laughs> Um, some other privileged information I got about the Crows, actually. Um, one of their uh, junior players, when I say juniors, right. you know what I mean, first yeah. years, whatever. I, I don't know if he's even debuted yet. Um, but I was talking to Donk Dunks about it. Right. And maybe, you know, somebody can probably figure out which player I'm talking about. But anyway, yeah, it's not it's a name just, that you'd recognize. It's Charlie Cameron. But probably not me. Anyway, <laughs> he's a, a Melbourne boy and he, he wants to come back home. He's homesick. But anyway, he was uh, dating one of Dunk's daughter's friends. Wow. Um, when he was in Melbourne. Uh, got drafted to the Crows. First day, nah, you're out, love. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at Dunks like, fair enough. You've been, to, <laughs> like, you've been to listen. Yeah. Like, you're a pro f- footballer in yeah. Adelaide now. Yeah. Like, Playing for Adelaide. Yeah. I don't think he even got off the plane before he sent the text. No, he just changed his Facebook status to open relationship. Yeah. <laughs> that did it. Just wander into planet on uh, Tex Walker's wing and just whatever flies his way and just gets knocked down, grab that. <laughs> yep. It, uh, it won't be bad class. You can't blame a poor young lad for that. Fuck no. Um, but anyway, the Crows are really back on top of here. And it was good to see Scotty Thompson out there again yes. too. Yeah, um, I saw JJ re-signed. Uh, yes, yes, he did for the Bulldogs. Yep. Yeah, three million over five years, I think it was. Yeah, it was. That's... I think that's overs. Like, I know he's Norm Smith, uh, Norm Smith medalist, well, but he's had one real good season. Yeah, I think he's he's been handy before that, and then he had a breakout year last year. But he's been down in form the last couple of weeks. But yeah. just that's, that's bit, just down in form. Just seems a bit Travis Cloakish. Um, I feel like he's worth more to the Bulldogs than he is uh, them giving him up to another team who's going to make yeah. more advantage out of him, like him and um, uh, who's the other fellow across half back line. Uh, Elliot, not Elliot, fucking Lynn John. No, their main Elton, Elton, as Elton, Elton no. Wood, Easton, Easton Wood. Yeah, like him, him and Johannesson working as a pair. I think has been yeah. what's set up their run through the middle. And so I feel like them losing him and giving that advantage to another team is almost a, a twofold loss. Yeah, but it's... he's already giving advantage to other team by like kicking to them half the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's that's, well, that's most of the Bulldogs at the stage. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, even in the grand final he was doing that half the time I, yeah. I don't think it's that bad he's been like I said in down in form but um, you got to remember too that the salary cap's gone up yeah so, I guess so. you got to yeah. you know ration everything else up as well well he was asking 800 grand a season and they went fuck off so I think it worked out to about 600 yeah there's nothing wrong with that I mean you can live on 600 grand a year. Plus, they're getting the, the bonus in revenue, aren't they? Like each team. So, generally, you're going to see everyone's well, prices yeah. going up yeah, somewhat. Exactly. The, the salary cap's increased. Yeah. Um, but no, not a good win for the Crows, and that puts them back on top um, again. Do you, do you think they're contenders? Yeah, of course they are. Like, yeah. they're, they're literally first on the ladder after. Yeah. But they've shown themselves to be quite fragile when the hard ball's played, which is finals football. Uh, they've won some close games, have they? No, they haven't really. They haven't been in any no. close games. Not really. Um, but. I think that's their strength, though, is that they once they get on top, they run away with it a little bit. Mm, um, so enough. you just you got to get them early, otherwise um, you, you might be in trouble. Look, yeah, they've only lost three. Well, at the moment, you can throw a blanket on four teams and call them all yeah. favourites and be justified yeah. in doing so. Look, yep. I've got four teams in my head that can win it, and they're one of them. So yeah, yep. no, fair enough. Um, all right, on to Saturday, Hawthorne and GWS down in Tassie with a big draw. Um, you know, there's a lot of things to like about this game besides it being a draw. Yeah, one of them wasn't the Guernseys. Oh, that's pink, you know. At yeah. least it's going to a worthy cause down there. It's not the Susan G. Corman, whatever that shit or is. Or it's been in Tasmania. Yeah. yeah. Tasmania have already uh, signaled their intention to not support either North or Hawthorne and try and yeah. gun for their own yeah. team. I don't mind that. I, I think that's the way they should be doing it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think they've decided that uh, they don't want the methadone. They want the good shit. Yeah, be a Nothing family affair. And they've gone all in. Fair play. Good good try. Yeah, yeah. I reckon they should too. Um, but you on the Guernsey, Hawthorne have got probably three of the top four worst Guernseys of all time, I think. Oh, we've got the number one. Let's, oh, let's just get rid of that. And that's just your everyday Guernsey. <laughs> the, the jockey Guernsey. The jockey one. Guernsey, yeah. yeah. Power Rangers number two yeah. all time. I think you can argue from there on in. Everyone else can have arguments about yeah. their worst Guernseys, but we've got one and two sealed. It's tough with the colours that you've got to work with, let's be honest. But I, I don't mind the brown and white stripes. I mean, uh, brown and gold stripes. They're fine. Yeah, um, I mean, just you have been used to it. They're still pretty shit colours to match together, let's be honest. 
You wouldn't pick them now. No, if you're painting a house, you wouldn't go, fuck, I think I'm brown and gold. Well, back in, you know, 1943. Didn't see anyone doing that after the three-peat. <laughs> Although I've been down Noble Park along Jackson's Parade, uh, yeah. Jackson's Road there, where I've seen someone still rocking out his bulldogs painted a fence. Yeah. It's different when you're looking at uh, an old weatherboard yeah. house in Footscray yep. versus <laughs> the mansions then, in Hawthorne. Then again, he might not have painted it. <laughs> Let's not top it either. It's not gold, it's yellow. Yeah, yeah, like, true. Gold is a separate colour. Yeah. They use gold for the Power Ranger Guernsey. Yeah. Didn't work. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, worthy cause, you're right. Yeah. Um, anything about the game at all? Uh, it ended no. a draw. But no, actually... You got nothing? There was a, a really good one where it bounced over Heath Shaw. That was fun. Yeah, yeah that was the last goal. That was Langford, um, which is an amazing effort to get that kind of bounce. Yeah, but I felt that Hawthorne did a great job to try and lose this game. I felt that they should have actually kicked on and, and won, but almost just... I don't know what it was if, if Gold Coast, uh, GWS almost all of a sudden turned on, but this has been the almost like a little breeding ground for Hawthorne down in Tasmania where they can just, you know, have the young kids step up and just run away with games there, but they didn't manage to do it against GWS. Well, you said Langford before with that goal. He had a pretty decent game. He did. He missed uh, an easy set shot um, earlier on. Um, but yeah, he's um, playing as a, a tough forward. And I think mm. they finally found that, you know, his, his skills aren't good enough to play in the midfield. He's still running yeah. through there, but... Um, he's not he, a bad run with. Yeah, exactly. But he's he's taking it on, which is what he's always done. It's just been abysmal with his disposal. Yeah. Mm. But that's been sort of key with all Hawks players at the moment. Yeah. but like Even Mitchell getting lots of credit for lost possessions. But if the it, results aren't like, uh, you know, you know setting up goals or kicking goals, then it's kind of relevant. Well, Lakeford just seems to get overwhelmed with options sometimes. Sometimes he does. In the midfield, yeah. he's kind of like, oh, I'm too late. Oh, I'll go. No, no, no. And he just gets frustrated himself. But in the forward line, he seems to be okay. It, uh, I did love the comparisons to his goal in the uh, 14 grand final, which is the same thing. Just a little dribbler that's all yeah. of a sudden just kicked up. Yeah. Um, an amazing bounce. And extremely unlucky that the siren went when it did. Just that literal <laughs> half a second. Yeah. Um, it was, I, I thought it was all fair. You know, it was definitely hit after the siren. Yeah. But god damn that's the closest you'll ever see. Well, I thought maybe this could be a little sort of audition for a spot in the midfield that's opened up next year. With uh, with the Hodgie retiring, yeah, so, off the back, yeah. it was a good press conference actually. Yeah, it wasn't too bad, but I mean, everyone had expected it, surely. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't see with this downturn on form for the Hawks, going to be in rebuilding phase, and you always sort of get ahead of the curve. It's always better to be, you know, I mean, unless you're going to get Mitchell out to the, oh, to the Eagles. Imagine, on. If, imagine if he decides to go party on with Swanee and uh, Jackie King, Tyrone, and <laughs> yeah. Tyrone might be uh, somehow he might I think, be bouncing. I think that party's finished somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it gets broken up by the cops pretty early. I did like uh, one of the uh, journos asked why why you're announcing it in round sixteen. And he goes, "Well, three hundred this week, and I have to do one press conference then." But <laughs> <laughs> like, I like this. Yep. <laughs> um, what I did like about the game was, you know, Hawthorne aren't playing finals this year. Yeah. Um, so you'd say at the start of the game, is, if this was going to be a draw, is it still mathematically possible? I it is, but it's not going to happen. Well, yeah. Um, at the start of the game, if you said Hawthorne, you know, thirteenth are going to draw with second you take the points yeah so when they've kicked that miracle goal um with 12 seconds left they've gone no we're gonna fucking win this yeah there's no flooding the back line it's not we're winning we're gonna go for it who cares um i love that attitude especially with the young players out there yeah um that's what it's all about and the players had all the right ideas just doesn't matter just get it forward get it forward get it forward and they just ran out by half a second john o'patton though he had a great game he's a tower isn't he the thing I like about him, he's not going to get a big head about it because he's got a tiny fucking head. <laughs> he's got a little pinhead. Um, just massive fucking shoulders. What, what I love is um, he didn't actually get much of the ball, uh, but 10 marks, five goals. Not bad. Not bad at all. Well, you don't have to be a genius to play full forward. No, exactly. Um, See ball, grab ball, mark ball, kick ball. Job done. I thought that uh, Ryan Burton did an awesome job on Jeremy Cameron. Um, mm. Kept him down to one um, and kept up with him for most of the day. But uh, like everyone said, two draws in a row for the Giants. First time it's happened since 1927 or some shit. 25, I think, Carlton. Whatever. Yeah, but way back then anyway. Um, so, yeah, there's another close one for the year. It's turning out more single-digit uh, results this year than any other year ever. Yep, and there's two in a row uh, draws for uh, GWS. Yeah. That's a record. Yeah, yeah as we just said. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, on to the MCG. Uh, oh, match of the round. Uh, yep, Okay. Uh, Collingwood Essendon um, I thought that uh, Collingwood put up a fight I thought yeah, that's all you can ask for yeah. especially early on it looked like they were going to get blown away um, well they were leading uh, partway through the first quarter and then just said oh fuck it we're done yeah uh, it looked like oh, okay it's going to get ugly from here on in but uh, they, they stood up 
And I, I thought, uh, again, I think they were just outclassed, but uh, they did their best. It still hurts to be outclassed by Essendon, though, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, there's already all the calls gone up for Bucks. Definitely got to make a decision now. Can't be waiting until the end of the season. Look, I feel everyone's, like a, everyone's pulling, pulling the knives out, knives out. I feel like a fucking genius at the start of the year, picking around 17. Like yeah, so, oh. You've been proven a genius, to be honest. <laughs> well, I'm, well, it's rare enough that that could possibly happen. But I think uh, if they do go to Gold Coast, lose a Metricon, he's fucked. Um, I did hear, might have been on one of the radio stations, they said that Eddie Maguire is overseas at the minute. So he's, wow. not, he's not going to be sacked while Eddie's overseas. Yep. Oh, so that's he, the only thing that I think is going to get. If you. only he could find a phone. He's, no, he, he he's not going to do this to Bucks over the phone. He's going to take him out to a nice restaurant, sit him down in the private <laughs> cubicle. Jerry Maguire. Him. <laughs> I am convinced, though. You broke my heart. Slap. I'm going the other way. I'm saying that Buckley is going to resign. Yeah, he's not going to get sacked. He's going to wait to the end of the year and say, you know what. These results aren't good enough for me. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to... You think they'll give him the sword and say, commit Harakiri? I, I hope he goes up there and he's like, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> I've tried my best. These cunts. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I, I've always turned around because I like him in the media as a coach. Yeah, me too. I, I don't like him in the media as a media person. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like it's refreshing, uh, you know, perspective with him coming face the media and also calling the media out on their own bullshit. Yeah. I find he's very honest in that and he's not just going to hold up in a hole up into his shell and do the general media, uh, you know, lectured responses. Yeah. Mm. He's actually going to have some sort of personality. The one I didn't like was apparently there, there was a story going around today that, uh, Brad Scott to Collingwood and uh, Nathan Buckley to North. That's fucked yeah. for both teams. Yeah. Like, really? Neither team's going to be like, oh, that was a great option. No, that's I'd, shit. I'd love it if Bucks went to North because he wants to get into a premiership. <laughs> He's going to play. Fuck <laughs> Yeah, I... If he's not coaching Collingwood, he's not coaching. Yeah, no. but uh, Fazola and Elliott had great games between oh, them. Like yeah. uh, seven goals, so, one between them. Yeah, and talking about Fazolo, like made the most of his opportunities, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he was a starving man, but he managed to put him through the big six when he had to. Well, even Elliott coming back from, uh, well, had a comeback, then another little niggle, then another comeback. So I feel like he's one person been integral for their forward structure. He's always uh, in the market contest, but he's also good around the packs as well. Yeah. Mm. Very um, handy. And uh, BT's favourite, Orazio Fantasia. Yeah, he, again, he had a good game. He kicked a really nice goal where he um, uh, was going to hand pass it to Danaher if you're an idiot and you believe that. Um, <laughs> and then did the old run around and away he goes. Um, I like James Stewart as well. He kicked a couple of goals again. Um, he's proven into a, a handy um, pickup because I think they paid nothing for him. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he's, he's proven, proven his worth down there as well. Levi Greenwood's got a week. Did he uh, get one or two? Really? Uh, he got one. You got yeah. two, two down to one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. one. Yeah, um, I thought that's fair enough because I wasn't of the mm. camp that thought he was, you know, um, deserving of four or five or six or seven or anything like that. He did get the shoulder first, but yeah, shoulder into the face. You got him in the face, mate. You're yeah, gonna, you're going to wear a week for that. And that's just what's been sort of that is the um, sort of the structure on determining whether it's uh, going to be a legal bump or it's going to be yeah. legal. Yeah, is just if it goes does it is it, is it legitimate shirt front hip and shoulder then that's going to be yeah. weeks. But I mean, he threw a forearm. He was he was lucky actually that he caught the shoulder. Yeah, I think they both were. Well, less than memory. Memory didn't catch the shoulder and knocked him the fuck out. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, um, Trelaw though, well held. Yeah, yeah. Um, kept into just mm. yeah twenty possessions, but uh, fourteen of them were handballs and only seven kicks. That's the main thing too. Is it's just mm. handballs because um, he's a damaging run and kick player. Um, yeah, so they've done extremely well. Mm. Um, you can just farting around behind the pack. Take that every day, every but day. Very little impact on the game, which is unusual for Trelaw. He's been a class act. Yeah, um, but uh, Essendon will be very happy. That's two wins this year over Collingwood, so they're, they're doing their job. That's the, that's their season goal: winning those big matches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'll take that to the bank. Uh, on to the Swans, at, who hosted the G, uh, Gold Coast at the SCG. As soon as Gary Abbott pulled out of this game, I lost all interest in it. Yep. I thought that was the only chance that they had. Yeah. Um, when he pulled out, you went, okay, they, they've they've conceded this one. Franklin tried to keep it interesting for a little while. <laughs> it, it's funny. I was trying to think, you know, because you're always comparing to his Hawthorne days and his Swans days, and I thought he hadn't had the shocking days. Like, every now and then, he'd have him at Hawthorne. We'd have 0-5 or something. Yeah. He, he's had... Um, I think once he kicked zero six, 6 but he had a good game. And that might have been against... Uh, was it against the Tigers or the Bulldogs? Might have been the Bulldogs. Uh, I think both. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, he's he's making up for the points recently. He, he's done all right. 
Yeah, I mean, he, he, but he's always been one that's been um, doing his effort around the ground if yeah, there's yeah. not been in front of goals. So you, you, unless you actually go watch the games, you don't realise what his output is. If you just watch it on TV, then it looks like he's doing fuck all. Um, I don't know. They, they follow him a fair bit with the camera on TV. He, he does yeah, all that. Yeah, that's fair enough, true. But um, he's uh, not one to handball that often. No, um, and that, that's what makes him good. You don't want your full forward that much talent to handball. Exactly. When you can kick it from 60, why don't yeah. you? Yeah, otherwise you end up with Richo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, after the game, Rocket Eid said uh, Jared Witts deserves more um, praise, but I thought we'd been fairly even with him in saying that, you know what, he's had a great year. Um, yeah. I know, uh, you know, he stood up in quite a few games and he was the best ruckman on this ground. Well, yep, yep, no. okay. yeah, yeah, yep. I can run Done. with that. Um, I think Rocket Eid, you know, you gotta you got to have some positives. Yeah, he's got to look for anything, doesn't he? Because it looks like um, Gary's either leaving or... Uh, retiring or well, taking Ed's job yeah every chance of that too well, it could be young soul taking Ed's job <laughs> even a caretaker I'd like to see yeah. even as a caretaker but it's going to be mass changes at Gold Coast let's be honest with Gary moving out I think there's going to be no no sort of deniability that they're going to have to completely restructure everything but they're waiting for the 2018, at the 2018 Commonwealth Games to rebuild their facilities yeah Probably. well yeah they're, they're pretty much done now from memory their facilities the rest of the the uh, Com Games stuff is still getting done not I really. thought you were going to say rebuild their list. They'll just see who comes with a basketball background or whatever. <laughs> Actually, well, every year Sierra Leone turns up. Uh, I don't think they're even allowed in the Commonwealth Games, but they turn up anyway. Yeah, they don't leave. No, that's just it. They fucking stay. So, you know, you look through all the list of Equatorial Guinea and et cetera to see who the sprinters are and say, all right, lads, you want to, you know, hang out for a while? <laughs> yeah. It's well, than Apex gang. Worth a try. Um, Brisbane Lions got a fair old dick in from the Cats, uh, which was the... I'll say marginally better game on the Saturday night. Um, but, I mean, this was really a head-to-head between Dangerfield and Zorko. How's that? About 70 touches and um, eight, uh, seven goals between them. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, obviously, you're always going to be pushing shit uphill if you're going to try and go head-to-head against Dangerfield, especially when you're in a team that doesn't have much support yeah. behind you. Zorko but did it, though. Zorko, yeah. Zorko has been the one player that has been that the bros amongst the thorns in, God, in, hasn't he? in Brisbane where that team has let him down as opposed to him doing his best to get the team up. He's doing everything he can and he always has. Uh, oh, he's playing brilliantly. Like oh, I said, oh, he, massive. Another team, he'd be like brown and middle contention yeah. year in, year out. Um, in another team, he's probably not getting as much of the ball because he doesn't need to either. Yeah. But he might finally uh, develops other aspects of his game where it's not about just getting the ball. He's a bit like the shortstop. Like uh, when the baseman drops the ball, he's there to pick it up. So he gets those... Uh, other players fumbles a lot. Yep, that's the shortstop's role. <laughs> <laughs> um, can he get three votes in a team that lost by twelve goals? Don't no. think so. No, actually, I think it's fourteen goals. Fourteen. Yeah, yeah no, I don't can't. see it. I don't see how. I can't it, see it either. It's going to be a almost uh, commiseration vote that he gets. That one say, one yeah, vote where you're really good, but your team's the, shit. The only way it happens is if the the umpires give him two and then one as well. Just because they got confused. That makes sense. That yeah. would actually be a fair effort because he's had 36 touches, four goals, and 12 tackles. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I can't think of a better game. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 181 fantasy points, which is the most I've seen... Well, for a long time, a very long of, time. I think Fife had one a few years back. He gets fantasy Brownlow points, and but <laughs> like he deserves the two and the one. Yeah, like, you're right. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, um, but no, the uh, cats were too good. I'd all, love to see day. that happen, Brownlow Middle Night. Um, oh, D Zorko and Zed Dorko. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> try something. All right, how do we do this? The Tigers. 
playing the Saints. Well, this is how I did it. I said I went around to a friend's place and drank lots of whiskey and forgot the game was on. <laughs> Didn't watch a kick. Yeah, so did well, they, apparently. Yeah. Wasn't alone there. I tell you, one thing that the Saints have figured out, which I don't know why no one else did, was while Dusty's fending players off, he can't dispose of the ball. Yeah. So that's all right, while he's fending them off, someone else tackle him too. Well, I mean, it's a brave man that steps off to tackle Dusty, but well, they've figured it out. When he's not looking, not a bad play. That's the best time to tackle him. I was watching some of this, though. The Saints were doing blind, no-look handballs out of packs, hitting blokes, running full clip without breaking. Mm-hmm. And then they do the same again. It was Globetrotter-esque at, at times, especially in that second quarter where they kicked, was it nine, nine. goals yep. to one point? Yeah, at halftime, 14-8 to 1-4. Yeah, 80 points One point for the second quarter. Yeah. Especially after the Tigers beat Port last week in one of their greatest wins, and this was just unbelievable. It was it was Richmond to a T, and uh, I felt like this wouldn't happen against the Saints. I thought this was going to be one that we really needed to yeah. have a confidence boost behind where it wasn't going to be close. And all of a sudden, maybe everyone just thought that someone was going to pick up the slack, but obviously the Saints always, yeah, they were too you, good. You've got a few Saints supporters, mates. How many uh, texts did you get? Well, or luckily, did they not believe it either? Well, here's the thing. Luckily, on my phone, like you can set up um, uh, Facebook Messenger to only like run in the background if you hooked up to Wi-Fi. So I've got mine set up to not do that, so I don't chew up on my roaming data. Right. Yeah. So I didn't get any of those messages until I came back home and hooked up to Wi-Fi, and then it's always, "Bruh, what's going on? Hey, <laughs> the fuck is this shit?" And then it like gets more drunk and more progressively, um, yeah, bloating, yeah, towards the end of the match. So I was lucky I could just uh, ignore all those and well, keep drinking whiskey. The Tigers won the second half. I mean, there's that. Dude, our, our third quarter was football. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny that the Saints have had two massive wins this year, and the other one was against my side. Yeah. And in both of them, Josh Bruce has missed one from the goal square. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... That was pretty crazy. I think his first one was worse. But uh, mm. this it's, it's up there. The problem is that they've had people to share their attack around with. I mean, everyone, like... Uh, Bigs up memory for his effort, but he's going to be sitting down for a few weeks. So uh, three down to two, he got. Yeah, they're, they're lucky. He'll take that. They're lucky that they're obviously proved their goal spreading is pretty spread out amongst their squad. Yeah. And it was pretty disappointing to see that obviously they had to cheat by trying to wipe out Grimes in the first quarter. <laughs> so, I feel like that was a dirty tactic. So yeah, should be shame himself. <laughs> see, see, Koch won't be going back to back either. Yeah, he's, he's probably going to be out for a little bit too. Well, no, he's another he, fine. He got a fine. He needs third fine. I think it's oh, his really? second. I think he's got one more this year. No, I'm pretty sure that's his third. Because uh, if it's his third, he gets a game. And I don't think yeah. he's got a game. Yeah, I can't remember. I could, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's uh, he's got one left. One strike left. Or cause I don't think he qualifies for the five rule. No. Oh, right. Well, he, technically he's a Brownlow medalist. Well, no, no, not technically. He actually, actually is a medalist. Is, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, hang on. Um, yeah, it's his second offence. No, he does... A third one will be one match suspension rather than a financial penalty. There you go. Half the Saints team kicked a goal or more. (laughs) It's not bad. uh, For a team who's sort of um, put their reputation on having a rock-solid defence and a forward line that um, imposes pressure when when they turn the ball over, saw none of that. None of it. Like I said, at times it looked um, globetrotter-esque. Yeah. I think... It was amazing. The biggest thing I saw them missing was Basha Hooley. As as much as we throw shade at him, he was the one where... He would break lines without his pace. Yeah. Uh, Ellis, I think it was, just looked all at sea. He had no one running past him. Uh, Rance was left with no one to handball to half the time because Ellis was already running down the field. Yeah, and I feel like Castagna in the forward line has been hit or miss. Like a lot of times, be liability or just he's he's shit kicking for goal has been yeah let down from set shots. Games like that where you're down by eighty odd at half time, I think you're just gonna go. You know what? Pfft, don't worry about. It. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like you like St Kilda. They only play half a game of football ever. Yeah. So yeah, if they can kick eighty and a quarter in a and a half, half, then we can kick 80, 86 in a in a half. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's, that's, that's that's the way that I've sort of got through being a tiger supporter <laughs> for twenty odd years. Good luck with that. Uh, On to the Sunday games and North versus the Dockers and North did everything, everything but kick the winner. Well, literally. Uh, how good was Higgins' goal? That was oh, bullshit. That was amazing. Um, um, I, I would say that's a fluke, but he would have absolutely intended to do that well of course he did um, and uh, actually Jason Dunstall was doing the comments on it and he called it perfectly he said there was no other option he had to go for it and mm. he knew exactly what he was doing and hit it absolutely flush but literally when he dropped the ball his foot was on the boundary line yeah so you, you can't get any wider well I think actually it might have been is uh, it might have been outside the boundary line it could have been out of bounds which just makes it even better <laughs> right. yeah but uh, big Toddy Goldstein he's having a fucking shocking run well it is funny that they've got 
troubles with the big man department. And it's not Ben Brown, because Ben Brown played well and led well and marked well. He kicked, yeah. uh, what did he kick? Four goals. Um, so that's a great return from him. But you got Goldstein, who's clearly out of form. Yeah. And you've got to ask, you know, is he is his head in the game or is he is his body failing him? Yeah. He might be past it. Um, and you got big Magic Door sitting in the goal square doing nothing. Yep. Would he have three touches, four touches? There were a couple of times when he's one out or one versus two and looked like he's almost ready to break away. Uh, one when he's just outside the goal square. Managed to beat his man, get the ball, and then the second man comes across and tackles him to oblivion. Like, yeah. mate, yeah. you're a bit like a fucking Mack truck. You should be knocking cunts over left, right, and centre. Then you got Proust who gets his name in the paper and then doesn't suit up. Yeah, uh, Proust and Zuha is another young lad. They got uh, named as emergencies. Yep. Um, I, I, I can't see why there is anybody getting a game ahead of Badjack. Yeah. Like, it's, I know we've spoken about how don't they like they go you know what let's try let's try a process or full forward see what happens because it's not like magic's taking rucks you know what i mean yeah well, we kicked a couple on the weekend Bruce at uh, Werribee and I think that's, that's lovely for Werribee yeah, yeah. um we kicked one for the north he would have done all right yeah fuck knows what's going on um I, I genuinely have no fucking clue as to why he hasn't been played we've been harping on about it since well since he since yeah. round one so um, i don't know but with magic i mean he signed a three-year extension last year and so, uh, yep. what are you going to do with him? You, you can't trade him because no one's going to pick him up. No. Oh, someone will. You'd probably end up paying most of his contract anyway. Yeah, exactly. You're going to pay him to play against you. And that's when he'll turn into a champion. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <pretty much. laughs> that's how life goes. Hawthorne, 2019. Um, as, as we were recording this, they haven't announced the NAB Rising Star. But uh, if he qualifies on age, and I think he's damn close, um, Ryan Nyhus. Ah, shit. Nyhus. No, uh, kick four goals on debut, and apparently he's never kicked a goal on the waffle or anything. Jesus, well, what's the what's the rule? Twenty one at the start of the year, under twenty one. Uh, I think so, yeah. but I'm not hundred percent on it because I know he's twenty, which means he qualifies. Yeah, he'll be twenty one in um, September. But that, so I think he's think he's cool. Was it the third goal, which was on the run from fifty, running away from Tarrant? Yeah, um, and the camera was just perfectly behind it, and you see it looping, yeah. and you're like, this is going in. Yeah, you know that it's money when you Motherfucker, you yeah. yeah. Beautiful, beautiful to watch. Yeah, you know, that. Well, maybe the, not for you, but well, it's one of the few times Tarrant's been beaten this year. I think. Yeah, like, a rookie kicking four goals—that's that's a beating. Wow, hundred percent. Even though Tarrant had him for probably you know eighty minutes. That's the l- lament of the backman, isn't it? Mm, yeah, very much. They even switched Tarrant forward to get him off him. Well, right at the end they did because they needed a mark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they went well. It's either Door or uh, Tarrant. You got to take one, champ. Yeah, and again, that was because Door and Brown are shoulder to shoulder all the damn time, and yeah. both of them going for a mark. Yeah, like th- those two, if they're going to play like that, need to be on opposite ends of the opposite sides of the ground, or just one of them fuck off up forward, up uh, midfield, because uh, uh, it didn't work. And uh, Walters had another great game as well. Um, him and uh, Hill, once they're up and running, geez, it's hard to stop. That's a couple of weeks in a row that he stepped up as well. So yeah. after missing the the gettable goal against the yeah. Cats, it was yep. yeah. You, how good is Brad Scott though? It makes tanking look so close. To <laughs> um, oh, beautiful tanking act, just fantastic. Uh, do you think are they going to finish seventeenth, or do you reckon they'll climb up? Uh, I don't know what their run home's like. Oh, look, at the moment they're playing teams, which uh, might be beyond them. Yeah, but uh, look, I reckon. Uh, a 16 the worst thing I could do is actually go on a tear now yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. mathematically impossible yeah. and finish 12th or something yeah. so I think while there could be a few wins in the offing they'll kind of make sure they got a game in hand to stay uh, 17th yeah. so put money where we finish in top 4 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they should be killing it but um, they've uh, blooded 9 rookies I think there's another 3 to go um, and they'll definitely get a game coming up <clears throat> Um, all right, well, it was a great win for the Dockers, so they've got to be happy with that one. Even though, you know, you've beaten one of the bottom four sides, you yeah. still, you got to get it done on the day. Yeah, well, yeah. Goal uh, kick straight, north win, but he didn't. He didn't, yeah. That's exactly how, exactly right. Um, on to the MCG, we had Carlton put in a big effort against uh, the Demons, but um, a little bit of heart shown from the Ds, uh, especially coming back from a, a fairly decent uh, first quarter deficit. Well, you'd hope so, because uh, Melbourne's consistency has been obviously pretty shithouse, and he's waiting for them to put in a four-quarter effort. Even if they win or lose, you still need to not get 
pumped at I mean, least. They've had some good good ones. I mean, they won four in a row or five in a row, and then yeah. the debacle against Sydney last week. Yeah. So it's good to see that they bounce back, even though you know you've beaten Carlton by a goal. Yeah. But um, it, it showed a bit of uh, a guts, and great to see Hogan out there as well. Yeah. Well, that's a close game that they had to fight through. Whereas they beat the Crows, but they smashed them. Like, yeah. It was ridiculous. Beat them away from oh, Adelaide Oval early in the year. Yeah. yeah which is which is. Obviously, that puts you in contention for being top of the ladder. It's like that's like if you can beat the crows, then you know that's obviously a big it's, feather it's in your cap. Yeah, and so you should be able to continue that momentum onto other teams. But they just failed in their consistency in order to have a winning game plan against everyone. Hmm. So I don't know if they're just one of those uh, one-trick ponies where they match up well against one certain type of team with one certain type of game plan, or if they're actually be legit finals contenders that can really sort of have a manageable game plan that they can apply to to the whole top eight. Hmm. Young uh, Jeffy Garlett too. He's been pretty decent this season he had, a, very good. So he had a pretty quiet game this yeah. game but still managed to hit uh, three goals in one it's not a bad effort <clears throat> that's what you need for something like that they don't have to be like fantastic and outstanding they just need to kick those three or four goals and that's their part done you're doing a good uh, competing too a lot of the time is the ball is kicked on the ground and yeah. it's sort of he's the first one to it but he's one on two you're like yep. just keep it there that's all you need to do yeah and second efforts as well yeah he's brilliant um, and on that was it Jaden uh, Jaden Hunt uh, no no Kennedy Harris Oh, Jai Kennedy Harris. Jai, uh, it could be his name. Yeah. Um, he went for, in the last minute, he went for the little screamer um, over Daisy Thomas, I think, and then bounced back up and ran and got the ball off uh, Sim- Simpson. Yeah. Um, and it was just brilliant. You just see he's gone, off stuffed up here. I shouldn't have gone for that screamer. Yeah. And he just bounced up, absolutely sprinted at shit. And um, Simpson was worried about the man. He yeah. just ran right past him, picked up the ball, and you know just about won the game for him with that one you know, uh, mm. scramble play. Yeah. It's what you love to see. Well, I feel like that's been sort of one of the keys of that Melbourne squad was that they've got their out-and-out stars and they've proved, proven they can be the backbone. But slowly but surely, they're having those mid-tier players step up. Like, I thought Jaden Hunt was killer in this yeah. game as well, running off that half-back line. He's having a great year. And just it? having a great yeah. ability to be able to look up and just understand what is going to be the smartest move or the smartest disposal for that, that game. And it's, it shows in the confidence of young people like that. Where he's not second-guessing himself, he's got the confidence to take people on and yeah, really make a difference in their sort of progression from uh, recovering from a back line into a forward line you know, transition. Tell you what, though, Carlton didn't look too bad here. They got savage with injuries without Cripps. Yeah. yeah. But um, they, they, young Petrevsky-Seaton, his yeah, goal was spectacular. Yeah, nice Cripps is out for a while too. So yeah, he, Done for the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what, Carlton's been one of the more consistent clubs this year. Yeah, they haven't really been blown away. Yeah. They're getting some nice momentum through their yeah. young players. Yeah, yeah they've done really well. Um, you know, even Cruiser matched up well against Dawn. Uh, Gorn. Yeah, um, Liam Jones was handy. Oh, he was Liam Jones. Was surprising, he, and he's just signed another it's contract, crazy. which mm. it's, deserved it. I can't think of anybody who's turned their career around yeah. such a, a, a variance. Yeah. And they've given him all sorts of roles, including Waterboy for a while. Yeah. So yeah, he's gone. He's finally found out where he belongs, and that's uh, a stone cold last line of defence. <laughs> that wasn't just a one eighty on his career; it's a five forty. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. been amazing. Um, and you, you can't right. yeah. you can't feel nothing but um, uh, pride for him. Yeah, he's done so well, and he's now <clears throat> not just useful; he's crucial to yeah, them. yeah, it's absolutely. amazing. Which is yeah, especially when they lost. Was it was it Menzel then? No, who was it? And of course, half back when he was like a big backman. Yeah, anyway, sure. Um, yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. I think, I think Carlton, you know, not, not going to play finals this year, but geez, they just look like they're going the right direction. Yeah. Right? And you want to win those close games against teams in that similar situation like Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Um, was quiet. Quietish, um, yeah. yeah. He was uh, sort of put out of the game a little bit, which was interesting. Uh, it was easy to push off the ball, though, yeah. I felt. I think he's, his shoulders still aren't good. Year two. Um, young Petrarca, though. He's getting bigger, isn't he? Jesus Christ, lad. Yeah. yeah. He's on the protein. He's he's on the creatine. He loves it. Um, uh, no, there's a couple of times where you just can't push him off the ball. I yeah. could legit be a superstar, like a, a Judd style player. He's a yeah. I was going to say a young Josh Kennedy, um, with a bit more toe. Yeah, because um, he's just got that body and that that frame. He's yeah. just you're more not going to push him off. Yeah, yeah. Um, big things to come. Um, also, right at the end when uh, there was 40 seconds left, and uh, I think it might have been Salem. I I can't quite remember. Um, he had the mark and he's lined up for goal and taking yeah. his full 30 seconds and yeah. he's just going, well, I'm going to pass it. Yeah. And then yeah. Jordan Lewis can Smart. do the same thing. Yeah. I've always thought like teams should do that when yeah. they're trying to chew up the clock, just chip it. So I said to Richard, man, Basha Hooley, don't you have him half back, like from the full back line. Yeah. Pretend you're having a shot for goal. Like, <laughs> I know they just scored a point, but you get 30 seconds, champ. Mate, there's a breeze here. Yeah, I'm pull back pull your socks up, do your laces up, <laughs> make sure the umpire knows you're going for goal from uh, there, there, you know. Yeah, do, the, do the Ben Brown square. thing run all the way back into like <laughs> yeah. row M put the ball to your forehead and just start jogging in um, the problem is 
do you then want Basher kicking it? To have a shot at goal, he's got to kick it down the middle. It doesn't Ooh, work so well for yeah, him. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just take off the handball. No, just do <laughs> the uh, the NFL punter hang time thing. Yeah. Boot it right up and then run and grab your own ball. Um, on to the final game, West Coast and Port. And Port finally got their win against the top eight side. Yep. And, and let's be honest, it was impressive. Um, eight goals in the final quarter. Fucking Port. Like Every time I'm on them, they find a way to just turn into shit. And then every time I think, oh, all right, no, I've overestimated them, they come back with games like this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it helps when you've got Elon Musk coming flying in and trying to fix your power <laughs> problem there in South Australia. You've done so right, haven't I they? I feel like, yeah, obviously it's paid dividends already getting him in, in town. Just imagine that he turns up. He's like, so what is normal pay for uh, sponsorship of power? Uh, oh, 10, 15 million? Oh, we'll just make 20. Is easier. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, okay. Is Elon American? He's a uh, Yugoslavian American. Oh, no shit. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just made that up. He would have been way more angry than that then. <laughs> <laughs> no. The fuck is this power? <laughs> I, I've always said if it came out one day that we found out that Elon Musk was an, an alien, I'd yeah. be just like, yeah, uh, makes, sense. makes sense. Yeah. Wouldn't be mad. Wouldn't be angry. Wouldn't be shocked. Nah. Just like, yeah, okay. Yep. He's a weird motherfucker. Uh, South African born, Canadian American business magnate, apparently. So See, now with the accent. Even he. <laughs> <laughs> even he doesn't know. Um, Charlie Dixon had the best game I think he's ever played. Um, he, he was a, a tower of strength down forward. He's kicked five um, and taken seven big grabs. Charlie Dicko. To be fair, he hasn't really set the bar high on his average. No. His good games have been very good. Yeah. Uh, but this is the first one where you think he was the difference. Yeah, I, I thought so. Well, usually I've thought he's been the difference, but not in a positive <laughs> way. <laughs> he's been the light. Yeah. Wasted yeah. opportunity yeah. And, and such. So been the best player on their team. Um, but I think this, finally, I mean, they needed a win against the top eight side, like we keep saying. Mm. Um, and West Coast over there, it's no easy feat. No, and it was close into the last quarter, so I mean, it's a good effort. And then they ran over, yeah. Just and it was really the last ten minutes, yeah, you know, of the final quarter. Um, that was just unstoppable. But you'd expect that from Port, who've always had a very strong running game. Yeah. But it's just a matter of doing it at Domain Stadium, which is a huge trip, obviously. Massive. So, yeah, mm. it's always good to see someone be able to pump West Coast in their own stadium. Gives rest of us a bit of hope. Yeah. Yeah. It is Port Adelaide. I think last week Vardy was the difference on uh, West Coast end. He absolutely was. Yep. Only got seven touches this one and kicked one. Yeah, uh, and just if you're having a look at the stats right there, check out Paddy Ryder's uh, fantasy score. Uh, not a bad effort from him either. He's he's having a great year. He is. He's had a couple of quiet ones, but uh, they've been far less often than they they used to be. Um, Ruckman's kicked two goals and he's had what. 40-odd hit-outs yep. um, in quite a few possessions as well. Um, yeah, six tackles, that's the big one for me. If you get a ruck on the bad. tackles, yeah, uh, as a big lad like he does, and he's got a fair bit of toe for a big bloke too. He's great mobility. Yeah. Um, it's when his head's in the game. Um, yeah. you know, maybe this has probably been, well, it's easily his best year at Port, but it's yeah. been his best year probably of his career. Yeah, yeah And I so. think it's no coincidence that the whole saga is behind him. Yeah. Um, you yep. know, especially when he's talking about family and that kind of stuff. Before. Yeah. So um, you might might leap up into All-Australian contention if he keeps going this way for the rest of the year. Definitely his name in the hat. Yeah, well, you think, think so. of uh, who are the other Ruckman being discussed at the moment? Grundy's thrown up there? Change it every four weeks. To be yes. Honest. That's I the way it goes. Grundy's been the most consistent. Gorn's probably the best, if not for injury. Yeah, well, he's, he's set yeah. out 10 weeks. You can't, yeah. can't pick him. Um, hard, yeah. Who do you throw in there? Like, uh, Jacobs is doing well for a while. Yeah, but I mean, he fades in and out. Yeah, Jacob's doing exactly. well like as a Ruck player that not in actual Ruck, like yeah, around yeah, the grounds yeah. where he, I think he shows his true potential. All right, but um, we're talking about this. Off the top of your head, who's winning the hitouts? I haven't got a clue. I'd say, no. I'd just guess Grundy. Yeah. Or, I honestly don't know. Or Sandilands might actually be ahead. Um, Which, but yeah. I'm trying to find it. Here we go. Currently is uh, Sam Jacobs. Yeah. There you go. Um, Mumford, Wits, Grundy. That's how it goes for mm. just for hitouts. Yeah. Um, which I'm disappointed doesn't have hitouts to advantage on the yeah. AFL app. Um, but yeah, there you go. I mean, I think he's still in, in that discussion. Yeah, um, and, and uh, his form is coming, getting better as yeah. the season goes on. So he'll probably improve. While I'm looking at stats, uh, Charlie Dixon leading the uh, league in contested marks. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's like I said, he's that's had a good not what you would have thought of last last year. Last yeah. year, does that have out on the fools? <laughs> <laughs> uh, equal equal uh, lead with uh, Levi Casbolt. Oh, there you go. He's a monster with the marks too. So yeah. he's a spectacular. Oh, I thought that was out the, the fools. <laughs> it could be with either of them. Um, all right, let's have a quick look around 17 then. Um, getting on. Uh, Friday night at Etihad Stadium, Saints and Essendon. Great game, I think. Mean, yeah, great fuck game. Knows. Like, really quicker. This yeah. could be an absolute cracker, uh, or it could be a, a bit of a dead one. But uh, 
both teams at their best play football a little bit anyone yeah look I feel like Essendon might have the composure to be able to beat the Saints I think the way through it well, Saints can't play that good again they no. just can't it's no. impossible well no they don't have memory and I feel like they need the scramble in order to be able to yeah. um, you know out hustle the other team whereas Essendon I feel a bit more um, considerate with how they dispose the ball yeah I um, do think though with the Maddie game as well everyone would have been like grand final mode yeah to yeah. try and get yeah. up the, it's, it's their the big marquee game for the year for them yeah and it's, it's, it's such an emotive game too for yeah, them. Of course it is. Yeah. Uh, anyone who saw the uh, the event they had with it, like the purple yeah. lighting and the cameras, and everything, it was just spine tingling. All of uh, Nick's family there, yeah. and they're all in the crowd and everything. So I think that will sort of uh, exhaust them a little bit. They're Maddie. Matty's game hangover, you think? Yep. Yeah. I, I was very disappointed. Like we said, Nick Rewatt didn't come out to Voodoo Child or anything. and It did, yeah. just didn't happen. But anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the Dons as well. Dons? Yep. Um, Saturday, Geelong are hosting Hawthorne at the MCG. Um, big week, obviously. Hodgie's 300th, plus he's announced his retirement. Um, yep. I think that's the only reason that Hawks could beat Geelong is because it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, I'm still on Geelong. I think they've got yeah, same. Yeah, I think there's just too much uh, strength there. Yeah, I mean they're looking <clears throat> really good. Um, they're, I mean they're sitting third, so it seems obvious to say they're Premiership contention, but yeah. they've got the list to do it. But then you see Hawks and how they did against Adelaide, and so there's always going to be a question. This could be a very good game. Well, I, if it could only be emotion that gets them over the line. Yeah, sometimes that's enough. And and well, th- especially this season. Yeah, <laughs> that's all yeah, I got. So let's, let's be honest. If you're tipping Hawks, it's on sentiment alone. <laughs> They're trying to make uh, an emotion out of every game. It's not on sense. It's just fuck in? your sister. No, no. So who's no. going to be going to Hawkins? Um, it's probably going to be either Caden Brand or uh, Ryan Burton. Um, you don't want to just don't Burton kill Ryan Burton. Burton. Yeah, um, yeah. That's it. They might. I mean, they sent um, Brand to Patton last week, and he kicked five. Now I think they might do that and say, look, if Hawkins. Well, if Hawkins kicks four, we're okay. Yeah, we'll we'll have to take that on the chin. He'll probably yeah. kick four five. It, it's Dangerfield you've got to worry about. Yeah, um, we, a couple of weeks ago they sent Howe to Sloan, um, which is okay. He did excellent against Sloan. Dangerfield's a, a different league. Yeah, for sure. Dangerfield's got a bit more toe and a bit more muscle. Yes, yeah, a lot, a lot of both. Yeah. Um, Port Adelaide hosting North at Adelaide Oval. Uh, you had a bet on this year, didn't you? On percentage, who was that with? Hawthorne. With Hawthorne, this might be your, your trouble game. The, well, the good news is Geelong might do you, do you a favour. It might be a little draw. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, um, I think North is still about 10 points up in uh, percentage on Hawthorne. Pretty close. Um, so having a quick look there, Hawthorne are 83.6. North are at 92.7. So nearly 10. Yeah. Yeah. So unless uh, we get a 14 percentage point turnaround like uh, St Kilda managed to. Well, you only need 5% one way and then Hawks 5% yeah. the other way, I'm saying. I don't think it's going to happen. So <laughs> Hawthorne, need to, Hawthorne need to win by eight goals and Northland to lose by eight goals for that to happen, uh, which isn't impossible. I think, I think one of those is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, absolutely anything could happen, but uh, I don't think uh, it'll happen for four quarters well, for North. Robbie Tarrant needs to beat Dixon. That's going to be their, his yeah. goal for the day. Yeah. You know, He'll do it. Yeah, he was embarrassed last week, and it won't happen two weeks in a row. I think he's embarrassed but, based on the, the pace yeah. that they had, and I don't think Dixon's got the pace for him. No. Um, yeah. I think he will beat Dixon on the day, but it won't be enough. Well, the no, person who needs to... Trengrove down there as well, and then he's got to beat two of them. The person who'll need to do something will be uh, Jack Zebel because he got his tackles busted quite a few yeah. times. And that's unusual for him. He's usually one of the better tacklers. But uh, he is probably going to be in and around Robbie Gray or Brad Ebert and needs to just stick the tackle every time he's near them. Yeah. Uh, Suns and Collingwood at Metricon. I'm the, on I'm on Suns. Suns well, this could be the nail in the coffin game. Uh, yeah. If Ablett comes back, I'm on the Suns. But if not, this is the kind of stuff that Collingwood, they just win just enough. Yeah, yeah they always make it a... a um, a media debate of whether their coach should be sacked as opposed yeah. to a certainty. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, this is the really one where they could just put that little needle of doubt into all the conversation going on at the moment. Does it feel fun to look at that from the outside? Oh, it feels <laughs> fucking change. great. Yeah. But it also is quite fun on the inside too. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we love sticking it to our own. I did see some comment today where they were talking about, you know, Richmond losing again and they're like, how come there's never any pressure on the Richmond coach? I'm like, mate, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> because they're top four. <laughs> God damn it, say bias. Plus, you know, it's been happening every, every year since year. 1981. Um, so, uh, are you on the Suns end, both of you? Yeah, I'm on yeah, the Suns. I'm on the Suns. Get I up. believe in dreams. By far, I'm saying match of the round, Giants and the Swans at Spotless Stadium. Oh, yeah. 
the, the Swans yep. have been unstoppable um, for the last month, and every, yep. everything's been falling their way too. I yeah. mean, they should never have gotten over Richmond. Um, yep. They had absolutely even less rights to beat Essendon, <laughs> yeah. and that's happened. Then they come up against the Suns, Ablett drops out. It's just all falling their way, so they are going to absolutely... Bradbury this one as well yeah and GOS have been like double end of that story they've lost games where they really should have won and drawn looked two, vulnerable drawn two they should have won and they should be sitting pretty at the top of that ladder with yep. a couple of games in hand as, as opposed to where they are now which I think is just percentage isn't it against the Crows uh, it is now yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm on the Giants I think they've four. just got uh, in the ruck they're just going to have too much strength for Mumford I think it's going to be very interesting. Like, uh, I don't know how much of a home ground advantage they really have out there at Spotless, yeah. if it's going to be a big crowd come out there. But you'd hope they would for the Battle of the Bridge, or the fuck they call it. Yeah, yeah that's um, a dumb name. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so, I think Sydney will win, but I'm um, hoping that this is the point where GWS can turn their season around and really cement that top eight spot, top 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 spot. And uh, I'd like to see Sydney not make finals. Um, it's amazing, no, though, isn't it, that... Giants are sitting second and we say turn their season around yeah, well, I yeah. know exactly what you mean yeah. arrest um, the momentum they need some of their players back from injury as well yeah, but, exactly you know, right. the biggest thing I noticed in their game this week was uh, that kids now are breaking tackles yeah you know, that's just confidence yeah. confidence and size you know, yeah. four or five pre-seasons in yeah you talk about injuries they've got one of the longest injury lists of anyone I think it like, is uh, the longest yeah. literally Bunting, Caniglio, Delidio. Yep, lots, <laughs> He's had yeah. a great season. Uh, Finlayson, who no one knows. Toby Green, who's been massive for them, but might come back. Griffin, who won't be back probably for the season. Himmelberg, Hopper, Stevie Johnson. Don't know what's going on with him. Uh, Adam Kennedy's been handy. Tim Moa, Sam Reed, Taranto has been very handy for a young lad. Poor Lockie Tiziani, out for two weeks. Uh, he'll come back and tear it up again. Yeah, he'll come back for three games and win a grand final yeah. for him. <laughs> and then uh, Zach Williams has got a hammy test. Yeah, he played well, actually, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's a pretty big squad. Um, yeah, so I'm going to the Swans because it's just it's the Cinderella-Bradbury story for them. Yep. Um, Melbourne hosting Adelaide up in Darwin or Alice Springs? I don't know where TIO is. I think it's in Darwin. T-I-O. No, I'm pretty sure it's the Alice. Although I could easily be wrong with that. Yeah, who knows? Um, anyway, uh, it's a small there. crowd, wherever it is. <laughs> and there'll be, a, uh, there'll be a streaker, without a doubt. Yeah. It's just, just what happens. Um, they beat him in Adelaide Oval earlier on in the year, coming off a great win against Carlton. Yeah. Can they do it again? I don't uh, think so. No, I think they've got too many outs. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so. It's going to be a very big struggle. And I think Adelaide would have learned a lot from that loss earlier yeah. in the season as well. So it'd definitely be one that they are really chopping the bit to get back. I mean, yeah. Um, Bug's still out. Um, you know, no Jones, Bug, no Brayshaw. Viney, no Tyson, yeah. no Salem, uh, no Watts. Watts was great for him uh, yeah. last time around too. Yeah. They've missed his uh, his skill around there. Yeah. He might be back, but uh, I I wouldn't expect it. Um, Gorn has had a, two weeks in now, so this mm. will be game number yeah. three. So he needs a big one if they're to get up. But yeah. I can't be see a big it test. Yeah, I can't see it happening. Yeah, yeah, that's that's I'm on Adelaide. Yeah, they win. Uh, Tigers and the Lions at Etihad Stadium. Eddie at Stadium. Well, this is some fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do that to us. I, I love it that uh, Richmond are playing their home game at Eddie Had. Meanwhile, Carlton are playing their home game at the MCG. Yeah. Anyway. Just to make it even. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is one that realistically is going to be a very close game because they match up well against us. I feel like their midfield is right up there with ours. So it's going to be a contest that's won around the ground as opposed to in that midfield, I feel. Well, um, do you just go Martin v Zorko head to head and see who wins? Yeah, you have to mm. make Zorko be accountable for Martin. That's what you need yeah. to be able to force them into that that choice. So I feel like Richmond should have the advantage around the ground. But look, you saw last week we should have had the same that same thing against St Kilda, but we lost. So Grimes is going to back up. He should be. Yeah, 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 yeah. He should be back up. I mean, he took a wobbly kick after that, so I feel like you know probably helped out uh, memory <laughs> in his uh, judicial inquiry. Yeah. So. If you had to stay down and probably take a week off, I feel like memory could be out for three weeks. But yeah. um, I think he'll be back there. So we should get across the line. We should do it comfortably. But every chance that we get rolled... <laughs> it's, it's like that the way it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still on the Tigers. I've got to do this one. Yeah, I'm on this one with Tigers too. I think uh, they can't play that shit two games in a row, surely. Uh, Carlton and the Bulldogs at the MCG. Um, that's a great matchup, I think. Yeah, so um, do I. But Bulldogs really need to show something. And I think the wide open spaces at the MCG might be just what they need. Yeah, it's almost also, I think the Bulldogs are very susceptible to their kicking efficiency. When they're not yep. efficient, I feel like the game plan just falters. And the wide spaces could be almost the enemy of the game plan because you're not hitting targets. And their zone can really set up a, a counter-attack that they f- struggle to really cover. 
So I feel like if they're on and they're hitting targets, then that space will play into their advantage. But if they're not, I feel like it could be a liability. Carlton without Cripps, that's a massive yeah. out. It's harsh, isn't it? Yeah. And Bulldogs got no outs. But they're, yeah. they're a clean list, which is fucking phenomenal at this yeah. time of year. Even worse for where they're sitting on the ladder. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Compared to where they should be. But, um, um, I think the open ground will suit JJ. Yeah. It, maybe, you know, sign a new contract, it's a bit of pressure off him and he can just go out and play like he used to. Actually, yeah. we didn't talk about uh, his goal uh, goalpost hit with Tex. I, I think they dealt with it fine. I mean, obviously, yeah. he wasn't trying to hit him into the goalpost. Yeah. He was shepping the ball through. Yeah. You know, maybe it was, a, it was a free kick without the goalpost being there, but having to push him towards the goalpost. And I thought, you know, Tex was remorseful before he even hit the post. Yeah, that was the funny thing. You see the players run in, sort of remonstrate. He's like, yeah, I fucked up, guys. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. And you, and, you see the Bulldogs players too, like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was like, all right, well, I guess we we don't end touch of, him now. End of the day, they knew it. he wasn't trying to, you know, yeah. um, Ray Mysterio you lawn see the context, yeah. yeah. Um, unlucky. Unlucky yeah. for both of them. The, yeah. You got a fine, so I think uh, we can put good bloke status on tax. Yeah, I think the Elmer Hotel covers that fine, so. Yeah, it, it was fair enough. Um, and the Western Derby, uh, the final one. And again, this is going to be another close one. Uh, West Coast and Frio. Frio in better form, but West Coast, geez, they need the win, don't yeah. they? I'm going on Frio. I think this will be an upset. I think it might be. I'm, yeah, I'm with Frio. Yeah. Matt Fife was looking damn good. Yeah, and uh, starting to warm into it. They found some cover for Sandlin's being out. In, in Hodor. Yep, yep. I, uh, I think their outside run is, is too much. The Eagles are looking a little bit... Now that they've added Mitchell and Prittis together, they're a little bit slow. Yeah, mm. and with the injuries not sort of negating the avenues to goal, it's also always been a liability for them as well. So I think if they can kick straight and get it in there quick, uh, which obviously is going to be a consequence of winning the middle ball, then they win. But yeah. obviously you wouldn't tip them as favourites to do that against Frio. Well, Josh Kennedy's still got a shady calf, so... Yeah. He's been he he'll be back next week for three weeks now. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe they'll save him for this one. Yeah. So I think Freya will just get across the line, but it should be close. All right. Uh, that'll do us for uh, for this week. Yep. Um, and uh, we'll be back next week to talk about another round of footy. Yep. Hopefully, it's a bit more positive podcast with our teams doing quite well next week. I, I got no problems with the draw. That's yeah. all I'm saying. That's fair enough. All right. Bye. Peace. Bye. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.